0: Welcome to Jimmy Knows, drop in for a few laughs and some insight on life and the law from Boston's favorite lawyer, Jim Glazer. This show is a presentation of Jim Glazer Law. For more information, visit JimmyKnows.com. And hello, everyone. Welcome back to Jimmy Knows. This is David Yaz of the Boston Podcast Network with me, of course attorney Jim Glazer.
1: I'm going to let you tell everyone who's here, but it's probably so far one of my favorite guests to have because it's my sister.
0: Wow. We have Robin Glazer in the house. Yes.
1: She's actually, everyone in Boston knows that Jimmy knows, but truthfully, when Jimmy doesn't know something, this is who I go to. It's my <laughs> sister, Robin. She's one of the smartest
0: people I know. And so Robin, if, if you're wondering, if you've heard that name before, Robin Glazer Is she the same of the New England Patriots? And she is.
1: So besides the treadmill, what's your favorite um, piece of memorabilia in your office?
2: Anything that... Well, actually, it's brand new. It is a poster that we created for Devin McCourty for his retirement. And he is... He's his last name might as well be Glazer he is mm. one of my most favorite people on earth I mean, We the two of us do incredible work together he's uh, my partner in good
1: Can yeah can and, you tell you something I'm glad you brought that up Devin and I'm glad we, you know that that's crazy yeah, that yes. you brought that up because I saw our post the other day and I know you were so you and Devin and you worked so hard on us that Will Allen yes. it's been about a year since you that it's he was commuted 80, out of it yeah, since he left yeah, prison, yes. prison yeah I, I mean listen my sister does a lot of things but this is probably one of like, this, this is one of them that ranks right up there in Yeah, tell lap.
0: us how that started. We're, we're talking about McCourty's efforts to free someone had, that had been wrongly imprisoned. Do I have yes. that right? Or, okay.
2: That's right. I will tell you, Devin and I started working, working together after the Colin Kaepernick kneeling. And, sure. And then the, the former president, whose name I, I don't really like to even mention. I think we know who you're <laughs> you talking know, about. You know, Number 45. Correct. And said something very degrading about the players. You should just fire. I can't even remember what it was, but it was just so horrible. And it was really confronting for our young, good, good, good men in the locker room. It was very painful. Some of the decisions that they had to make while worrying about their careers and worrying about winning games and uh, it anyway. was really
0: but before you go there so yes. i know this is just the beginning of the story sure. but this it, it seems to be a sensitive subject for you it happens to be for me it's not close to home for me for any particular reason yes. other than other than i guess what i believe but colin kaepernick you'll remember he started the protest not as a kneel mm-hmm. but at, he was sitting mm-hmm. during the national anthem yes and people said that was disrespectful to the national anthem mm-hmm. so do you remember what he did
2: Yeah, he spoke to another player. That's right. Who was a military veteran.
0: That's right. Yes. Oh, no, I... I Listen, you're
2: talking to the woman who answered the... who supported the crafts as they, they knew everything. I'm not... They were involved in everything, but it was part of responding to the 500 vitriolic, gross, disgusting letters that we received from fans who you have to respect their concern and who they are, which I do very, very much, it pained me to see how they articulated their concerns. and I don't, you know, I don't know if I you expect- should even use
0: the word articulated, but go ahead. Yeah,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, you, listen, our fans are incredible. I don't mm-hmm. care where they sit on the political spectrum. Right. I have so much admiration and respect for them and the things that they care about. But sometimes when we care about things, we articulate ourselves in very in ways that are, that are, are sometimes painful. And
0: we should have taken a beat before we did that. Yes. And we all do it sometimes. But, yes. But- Sorry, just so – just to finish the the thought here. Mm-hmm. So he went to – the guy's name was Nate Boyer. I, that's right. I, I Googled it, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but And so he says to Nate Boyer in so many words, what can I do to to get my message across but to make sure not to malign the military? So mm-hmm. Nate Boyer says, well, when a military person kneels, that's a show of respect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, my God. So, so, I mean, if you're Kaepernick, it's like, what do you want me to do here? Like, it's a, because – the, that to this day, mm-hmm. pe- there are people out there in this country that have such hatred for him, mm-hmm. as if he burned a flag on the field. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> so it's very painful. It's painful. Got
2: really contorted, and
0: so this is sorry. This is where your yeah, story starts. So now starts. we, now we okay. come
2: to twenty twenty, by the way, and the concerns that Colin Kaepernick was was trying to raise and to stand for. There was a, a national kind of reckoning of oh, oh, I see. And maybe Colin didn't do, didn't, not everything he did was right, but mm. he's a boy. These are 20-nothing-year-olds. Right. They look larger than life on screen and on that field, but they're young men. Yeah. We're specifically talking about football, because, so that's why I'm not talking about women, but mm. they're young men. And you can't you can't think that they're going to do everything right. Yeah. But anyway, so Devin and I became very active together in some justice and equity work that the players wanted to want to participate in. Uh, coming out of the Colin Kaepernick, the league and the Players Coalition, which was created by Anquan Bolden and Malcolm. Jen- Jen- Jenkins, they had come to an arrangement with a league where ownership would match donations up to $250,000 that are raised by the locker room to contribute in the community, the direct community of the home market Mm -hmm. of the team in areas of justice and equity. And so I asked the crafts based on the work that I was doing on my own. See, as I've grown older... The only thing that's important to me is improving and enriching the lives of others. I really wake up every day, and I want to somehow, whether it's just smiling at someone or something much more meaningful than that, I want to improve the lives of others. It's incredibly important to me. So I take myself to places that I don't get to go to listen and learn and see and meet people I otherwise wouldn't meet. And I really, really do listen. And then Mm -hmm. I, I collect all my resources. A lot of times they include gym. And yeah, I'm trying I mean, we, to we, 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 lives. Yeah, we've
1: we've collaborated and on some stuff have been recently. Incredible. Yeah, and, and, every on, time I call um, yep, you for yep, anything. Yep. Moment. We actually had a case that Robin and I, you know, were involved with in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It was it was a horrific situation. A guy was in there on a parole violation and he actually overdosed. And they just let got him no die. Attention. No they, attention for yeah. hours, and um,
2: More it was, than that. yeah,
1: it was very concerning to Robin, and she mm-hmm. got us involved, and we got we got for his son. His, yeah, son. Yeah, his son, his son, his
2: son. Yep. But then in the in, in the local community, so so that's what I had done, and so when we had made that arrangement with the Players Coalition, I asked the the crafts if I could um be the liaison for the business side to football to help with this, and so they said yes, and I started working. Uh, with Devin McCourty, who uh, has always been a leader for us in that area. And I, I need to just shout out real quick. We have an extraordinary community relations group that does at scale, incredible work throughout the entire region. Uh, tapping all sorts of issues.
1: Is that, is Andre involved? Is, is, That's Andre and, yeah, Tippett. That's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep. her great team. Yeah, and Andre's an awesome, awesome guy. So I mean.
2: this kind of justice and equity work is a side hustle. It has nothing to do with our community relations. In fact, we coordinate on everything. I've players call me and say, I want to do this in the community. I will say, first talk to Donna and if she doesn't have a resource for you, come back and then I'll get you. I, I really do impact at non-scale, like how can we improve a single life and uh, deep, deep, deep inner city. So, it's. I would be remiss not to shout out our great community relations group. But so Devin and I have done a lot of work together. Two years ago, Devin and I were doing actually something to encourage people to get educated about COVID vaccines. And he said to me, Robin, about a year ago, well, a couple months ago, around the time that I lost Mia, so they uh, were eight months pregnant and lost their, their uh-huh. daughter, I, I was approached to support an effort by the community, a faith community, Secondhand justice in Brockton, Mass, to support the commutation of a man named Will Allen, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it at that time. I just had too much going on, and and we were we were had experienced a trauma, and we were still recovering. He said, "But they've reapproached me, and I want to do it. I've met. I did a Zoom call with the guy. His name is Will Allen, and he's great. And I want. And he was
0: persuaded that his
2: immediately. Yeah. Immediately, he was Will. And this is a gentleman who had been in jail for 27 years at the time. He had found a purpose in mm-hmm. prison. This is a man who is in in prison for the, his entire life, for his entire natural life, and he finds purpose. And, and in what prison? about the, what
1: about the fact the the true killer who he was just there had been out of jail for probably at this point like 10 years.
2: Yeah. J- so now I just have to very quickly. Will Allen was uh, in prison for natural life on a murder one charge for a felony murder. And at the time, the rule in Massachusetts was if you committed yep. a felony, you were responsible for the worst thing that happened. So we call so that. It was a felony murder rule. Yeah, and you're just and an accomplice and cr- you're there. Correct. So Will was engaging in a felony. He was robbing a drug dealer with his friend,
1: mm.
2: and his friend killed, killed the drug dealer. Yes. So uh, his friend, who had been system involved, understood what it meant to take a plea bar- plea deal, which he did. Will, who had never been system involved at 19 years old, didn't understand why he's being charged with murder in the first degree and facing a life sentence without parole, and didn't know how to take a plea deal. didn't matter how good the lawyers were around him, and he didn't. He didn't take the deal. So he's mm. in jail for life. And the gentleman that actually committed the murder had been out for 11 years by the time Devin met him. Oh
1: my God. Devin, that, that, that to yeah. me is amazing. Yeah. That the, 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 the gentleman. There's the, something the, wrong the, the, with the system. Yeah. What are we doing Yeah. The, yep. the person that pulled the trigger and committed the murder was out before a, a, a gentleman. Right. It was just almost, he was involved with the felony per se, but not the murder.
2: That's right. And in, in 2017, the law actually changed. And you actually have to show a level of intent. On the gentleman, or, or the gentleman, on the individual that is in, is the co venture. So right. today, Will would not have gotten the murder Would've, charge. Right. So that's what they used to try to achieve the first ever, well, the first commutation of a person convicted of murder in Massachusetts in twenty five years. Mm. And so it started gaining momentum around twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, and that's when uh, Dev got involved and he said, "Robin, I want you to be involved." And I said immediately yes and then i ran to my phone and started Googling because i'm like who you know when i when i do things in the community i am robin glazer but i also whether i want to or not i am the craft brand
0: we will continue the story next week
2: jonathan called me he said robin i just got a call from the governor i said you have to go downstairs and tell Devin live and he did best day for us yeah.
0: It's not every day we get a big shot from the Patriots in the Westwood Pod 617 studios here. I hope you had fun.
2: Of course I did, yeah. I always like being with Jim, and it's really great to be with you as well.
1: I I hope everyone realizes how how extraordinary my sister really is. If you need legal work in Boston, you call Jimmy, because I care about people, but you can see my sister truly cares about care. I care like she does for people. I'd say it runs in the family. And I think think you've rubbed off me in a lot of ways, too. Oh, come on. And vice versa. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Jim, just remind our listeners real quick where they can get in touch with you and learn about you and your practice.
1: You can call us 1-800-868-1000. Go to jimmyknows.com. You know we're, we're 24-7, 365. You need us. We're going to come to you. Whatever you need, you know we're going to take care of you.
0: Remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your shows. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Jimmy Knows.